episode 40, Boots Strikes Again. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And Emily. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes RPGs and tabletops, but mostly about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week is... I'm Emily. And this is episode 40. This week we will be talking about what's been on our table. We'll be reviewing Skulk Hollow, and then we'll be talking about our love and hate this week. So, Emily, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you can make it. All right, so let's go ahead and check in with our gaming goals like we do. How is your gaming goals going this year? They're going awesome. I'm up to 40 plays. 17 unique games. Very nice. So you're on track to hit your goal. What was your goal again? 200 games this year. Oh, that's not too bad. I think we'll be able to do it. I think I might hit it like halfway through the year. Yeah, I guess. The rate I'm going. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess we'll see. We have some time off in there, but we do also have Gen Con, so that could be, I don't know, we'll see. Gen Con's hard to get a games in, though, let's be honest. Yeah, I don't know. The rate we're going, I think we'll we'll hit it. Yep, yep. For me this year, I'm up to 54 plays for the year, 22 of which are unique games. So if, I think that's the same number as last week. So I've just been replaying a bunch of games we played. It's a, it's a bad habit, but we've been playing a lot of decent games and just playing a lot at work. I haven't got a lot of games here at home this last I week. I know. Unfortunately, it's been a slow week for that. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one for what's on our table because we pretty much have the same games of what's on our table. Um, yeah. So what are you going to do? Yeah. But maybe we can discuss and talk about some of the games you got me for uh, my birthday. And actually, if you're an Instagram follower, you would have seen it on the picture. Yeah. So I highly encourage you to go follow mm-hmm. us right now. Um, and uh, maybe some some of the games we can plan out what we're going to play. We're really looking forward to some of these. It's really- I know. I am, too. I'm excited. I really want to try Watergate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did get that. I mean, that's a purely two-player game, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And it's about President Nixon, I believe, in the mm-hmm. Watergate. Yep. Um, I, it just is an interesting theme for a game. I just love like historical <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> oh, guys, the amount of times <laughs> I come home or come up from the basement from working or editing or what have you, and there's Emily watching like some like history Victorian era TV show or movie. It's funny. And books, historical fiction, books, they're so good. And biographies, that's my jam. Yeah. And if there's time traveling on top of that's the cherry on the top. Oh, yeah. So if there's a game with that, oh, man, that's amazing. What, time traveling? Well, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Historical. Have you played time traveling games? I don't know. How would you? I don't even know how you'd pull that off. I mean, I like the concept of it, but how would you do that? That'd be a good theme. That'd be that'd be a uh, a brain burner. I mean, I know of Chrononauts where you can change different events in history, and mm. it causes so there's there's events you can change, but then it prevents other ones. So, for example, you could uh, change this one event, which then makes so the JFK assassination doesn't happen, oh, but then it yes. it throws off the rest of history because right. it has a cascading effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting game, and each person has their own goals that they're trying to do. So they're they might get. You are going to try to prevent the assassination of this person, but reverse and actually kill some. I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of dark if you think about it, but it's an interesting game. Um, that's Chrononauts a little, that's actually kind of a filler card game, but oh. that's like the only time traveling game I know of. Hmm. 
I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting concept. I just yeah. know how you would do it. I don't know. I don't know. But I am excited to play Watergate. <laughs> I'll just say she's excited for Watergate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that game. Well, I guess we'll see. Well, I... It's, I've heard good things. On Instagram, it seems like most people like it, but... Well, on Instagram, everybody likes everything. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about Instagram. There's no dislike button. No. Sometimes I wish there was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, per- literally, everybody seems to like everything. It doesn't matter. You, yeah. Somebody could post like Monopoly and they're like, yeah, great game. <laughs> it's a great game. It's not a great game. It's not a great... Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Uh, that's uh, targeted to you, Andy. I'm still waiting for that... 10 point uh, essay about why Monopoly is actually good. I'm suspecting that you can't come up with 10 points. I think Annie needs to come on the podcast to defend himself because you just always like (laughs) kind of. We love Andy. We've been friends for, I don't know, a long time. Before before we were married. Yeah, it's been a really long time. And so it's uh, 2000. Five, six, and uh, one of these days we'll get Andy on here. But Andy's kind of those one of those guys that likes to joke a lot, and it's hard to sometimes know if he's actually it's true. serious or not. He gets you going uh, pretty bad, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you just don't under you don't know if he's joking or serious. Uh, so, uh, well, I know by now, just to always know that he's joking. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why I don't feel bad about giving Andy a hard time on this podcast because I know he's listening to this right now. Yeah, yeah, Andy, Bobby. <laughs> well, that's our gaming goals for this week. So let's go ahead and move on and talk about what's been on our table. All right, this week, what's been on our table? I, I think the actual official segment name is What's on Your Table. I always mess it up. It's kind of funny after 40 episodes. However, Emily, I digress. What's been on your table? Or should I say our table? Food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, by literally, there has been food on yes, our table. Yes, there's, yeah, every, every day. <laughs> Woo! Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we ran into a problem this week that What's been on my table is the same that's been on your table, and we haven't had any variety. So, we've had Pandemic Legacy Season 1 on our table. Yes, we got our second play in. How much? I think we played another three months. I think we're into June yes. now. We had to play April again. We did. And then we played May and June. June, yeah. May was awesome. June was... No, May was tricky. We almost lost. We came down to the last card, and then June, we actually went off pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so, we're halfway through the game so far. Um, for those who haven't played a legacy game or have heard pr- previous episodes, uh, a legacy game is one of those games where you play it and the game permanently changes as you play. And so in the case of Pandemic, if you haven't played Pandemic, it's a game about st- stopping a pandemic of viruses that are spread and ravaged the world. And you as scientists and other different roles like medic and I don't even remember all of them. No spoilers. Researchers, Research. scientists. No spoilers for Pandemic Legacy. Those are the same as Yes, the that's the game. base game. But essentially, you're going around the world trying to cure diseases, find the cure while trying to contain it, and uh, you're racing time because it's a it's a kind of a difficult game. It is. And so then in Pandemic Legacy, you take that format, the same game, and they ratchet up to 11. New mechanics, new things at it. It's so much fun. Yeah, it is. And from game to game, it permanently changes. So you can choose upgrades to permanently upgrade your characters. Your yeah. characters can get scars if outbreaks happen or other things we're not going to talk about because they're spoiler. And it's just so much it fun. Is. If you like Pandemic, you should totally check this out. 
That's really fun. Yeah, I mean, Pandemic has been around forever, and it's one of those games we haven't played for years and years and years just because it's hard to replay it that many times. But yeah. this game, it really made me enjoy the game again, mm-hmm. but adds obviously added new things to make it interesting and very difficult at times. Very, very difficult. Yeah. But we, we've been having a lot of fun with it. So mm-hmm. Corey came over and we, we played our fourth, fifth, and sixth game of the series. And so now we have six more months. It's going to be sad when we end this. I'm, mm-hmm. It's going to be yeah. disappointing. But hopefully we've turned a, we've turned a corner because up to now, one of the things have been really hard. And it looks mm-hmm. like maybe we got a grasp on it. Maybe. We'll see. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those like, hey, cool. And well, no, it's harder. All right. We made it a little bit easier for like one round. And now it's going to suck. That's basically been the game in a yeah. nutshell. It's like, here's some cool things. We're like, oh, this is going to be easy. And it's like, and this happens. Here's like two good things and here's five things. To- <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> um, but no, really, really enjoyable. Highly, highly recommend it. That's Pandemic Legacy Season 1. There is a Season 2, which is different. I heard it's pretty good, but not as good. And then I believe there's a Season 3 coming out this oh, year. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, we should, we should see. So, Well... When we get done with season one, we'll sh- we should just move on to season two. Yeah, I think so, too. I believe this is... Yeah, Corey, that's for you. <laughs> You're invited to play season two Hey, we're only a, a basically 33, four days into the year, and we've already got halfway through Pandemic Legacy yeah. season one, which is not bad. A lot better and faster than I thought we would be. Yeah. Uh, the game, the games actually go a lot faster, It does. I think. Uh, but first, uh, first official Legacy experience and it is Mm -hmm. it is fantastic yes so um, it is amazing that's what's been on my table as well as yours i know you had another game on here oh i was just gonna say that i i know the last episode you talked about concordia a lot at length and i was just going to say that was i obviously played with you that was on my table and i loved that game as well i cannot play like i can't wait to play it again it's really good so good yeah. It's probably moved into one of my top five games. Really? Yeah. It, it is really good. I don't know. It bumps out one of Stonemeyer's games, whichever one. I'm not sure. Oof. I know. Tapestry. Oh, no. Tapestry's so good, Wingspan? though. Wingspan? Maybe. It's definitely... I like it better than Wingspan. Concordia better than Wingspan? Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd rather play Concordia ten times mm-hmm. over Wingspan. No offense to Wingspan, but... Yeah, after, while we were playing, I texted my sisters and said, you guys have to buy this game, <laughs> which I don't normally do. That's yeah, a- that's interesting. Is that what you were doing on your phone while we were playing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we used to play Settlers all the time. And I said- But this is nothing like Settlers. I know, but I, I know it's nothing like it, but for some reason it gave me the same. It's a two-player game that I really liked, and I know they like I mean, it's more than a two-player game. You can play up to five players. Obviously, but it okay, it does, but it does play really well at two players, which is super nice. No, it does. It does. The two-player was. It didn't feel. We've played a lot of two-players games, especially as of late, Mm -hmm. and a lot. Some of those games are not designed for two-player. You can tell they just shoved it in or modified some rules to make it feel or so that people would buy it. Somewhat play two, and it doesn't play very well at two. This is one of those games where you can just tell that they put some attention to making two-player mm-hmm. seem streamlined. Heck, one side of the board is just for that. Right, yeah. So they, they created a whole new map and territories and balanced it all mm-hmm. just to make two players play well. And it does. It plays really, really well. I love how the, the board is different every time. Oh, with the tiles that come mm-hmm. out with the resources yes. on the regions? Oh, yeah. that is so fun. Mm-hmm. I really like that 
you play cards and then they stay played until yeah. you play another card to rest. So mm-hmm. you really have to be strategic and think ahead. I And we both start with the same cards. I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. So you're on the same footing. You have all the cards available. It's not, oh, I, sh- I, yeah. I dealt. E- even right. in some other deck type games, it's like, oh, I, well, I drew these four cards and you drew these four. And those there, four is obviously better. I mean, there's a there's some luck but not very much at all no i don't think there's you much are, luck at all i feel like you're in control of your own game and even if you beat me to a uh, a region it doesn't exclude me or preclude me from going and building a city as well it, mm-hmm. it'll cost a little bit more right but the money was not hard to get in that no. game and the extra money wasn't that big of a deal and there's multiple ways to get money you can sell some goods you can produce resources yeah, and you can flip those. If everybody's been flipping those regions, you can take mm-hmm. all the money and flip yeah. them all that. Oh, man, that that's you can get a lot of money that way. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of those Euro games that we've played, such as uh, such as Viticulture, it felt like you just don't get that many it was coins. Really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. This game is just like, all right, go for it. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. And here it's really easy to get everything. Yeah. Okay. We'll definitely have to play it again soon. Yeah. I, you know, I would like to pull that out with a four players, maybe another couple. Yeah. I bet Andy and Emily would like it. It's it's definitely a medium weight game. It's not a lightweight game. And I'm, it's not even a light to medium. It's a solid medium type game. It's mm-hmm. one of those games where you set it out. It could look a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's less intimidating than maybe Tapestry, for yeah. example. I would consider that more of a heavier medium, but not heavy. This game is definitely medium by weight. It seems like a lot. Maybe there's a few things to teach, but once you once you get grasp the core rules, it's super easy the mm-hmm. the play through yeah. and you just get it. Yeah. I would say after the first turn you got it. Absolutely. The the hype was I mean, the hype was justified. This game was really I didn't hyped know up. there was hype. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I missed the hype. <laughs> everywhere on BGG and other places, whatever would go on sale, I would see the forum post. Everybody would just be like, Concordia, Concordia, Concordia's like, oh. whatever it would go on sale, it's gone instantly yeah. because everybody wants Concordia mm-hmm. but doesn't want to spend $50 for it. I believe I got this in a buy to get one free for Target from Black oh, Friday yes. in 2018. Okay. Got a really good deal on it. Yeah. Obviously, because it was the free one, but cool, yeah. great game. And it took me wrapping it up. And giving it to you for your birthday. To what a shame! It's just the whole time. I know. We I played know. so many other bad games like Flip City and yeah. <laughs> like what were we doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny. It makes me wonder what else, what other hidden gems are on our shelves. Probably a lot. There's quite Probably. a few games we haven't played. <laughs> oh man, it is what it is. Uh, but try it. It's definitely mm. a good game. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's. It, I think it's worth it. Oh yeah. Definitely. It might not even be that expensive now. Awesome. Anything else we want to say about it? No, I think that's right. Check it out. That was Concordia. All right. That was what's on our table this week. Let's go ahead and talk about Skull Callow. Dun, dun, dun. The Games We Play reviews 
Skulk Hollow. Dun, dun, dun. And the beginning of time. Legends boom, say boom. the Guardians shaped the land and then entered a great slumber. Now they've awoken, and the heroes of the Fox and Small Folk must defeat the Guardians to win their rightful place in the world. The first battle in the war between the Guardians and the Small Folk will take place in Skulk Hollow. I mean, who hasn't wanted to play a game in Skulk Hollow? I mean... Who hasn't wanted to be the Foxen? Exactly. All right, so Skulk Hollow, two-player game. Yeah. It's a strict two-player game, yes, actually. it's created for two players. And in this game, one player will take the role of the fox and heroes, the mighty little creatures that are trying to fight and defeat the mighty guardians. These, well, if it's for scale, I mean, they're probably a hundred times the size of a fox, maybe? I don't know. I think, no, I think that they're supposed to be the size of a fox and the guardians are supposed to be a lot bigger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about oh. scale of the guardians <laughs> of the fox. <laughs> I got it. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Thanks. Anywho, so this is an asymmetric game where both players are playing a completely different character with different abilities, different cards, different even heck style and gameplay. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is to defeat the other player. And then usually the guardian has some kind of special objective that they could also try to achieve to win the game. So Emily... This was the game you got me for my birthday mm -hmm. as it was a highly suggested two-player game. Yes. Yeah, I did it before your birthday. I did a lot of research on what plays best at two players, what games were made for two players, and this one continually kept coming up, and I had actually bought it and had it wrapped up downstairs, and you kept talking about it, and so... Well, I kept seeing it on Instagram. Yeah. These other couples were posting. I'm like, this looks really cool. And I, yeah, I kept talking about it. it was the first time I saw it was on, on Instagram because it looked really neat. It really mm -hmm. catches the eye. Then Jamie Stagmire was talking about it on his video that he has every yeah, he week. Was, he, well, no, he. I mean, he does his weekly update. Oh, okay. But this one, he'll release a video a week or so. And he was talking about unique mechanics. Mm -hmm. And in this, he was talking about the unique mechanic of the Guardian and you climbing on him and fighting him, oh, which we'll yeah. talk about mm -hmm. here in a second. Yep. So yeah, that piqued my interest. And then I was seeing it on Instagram and... Unbeknownst to me, Emily actually bought it for me. I was like, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> uh, so, Emily, you obviously did some research. I, I assume you looked at the pictures and kind of saw what was going mm -hmm. on with this game. And I believe we watched the video together of Jamie talking about it. Yeah, we did. It. And he kind of held up one of the Guardian mm -hmm. mats. Player board. Player board. I don't know what I you would know. call it. Mat, yeah, it's, it's really board. a board. I mean, it's just. That's true. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know what you call it, a giant card cardboard i mean it's a board it's yeah. just in the shape of the the guardian that you're playing as and mm -hmm. there's different spots on it that the little fox and meeples go on mm -hmm. and heck it's a, it's the same size as the board of the game with all the yeah. squares where you have the king and then you have the lair and the farm and all mm -hmm. those other squares on there it's almost as big as it. if it's not bigger actually it's about the same size as yeah. i'm looking at it literally the same size but it's the artwork of the guardian that you're playing and there's four different guardians in this game and so emily uh as as we went to set this up and i believe you watched a how to play i did watch this? a how to play from rodney smith good old rodney smith yes shout out to him <laughs> And I watch him like for every game I play. <laughs> well, <laughs> He's my go-to. I mean, it's solid. He's really yeah, good. It is. Um, so as you're watching and learning how to play, I think I talked. I read the rule book. And I think we talked about a bit, a mm -hmm. little bit. What's your impressions on learning the game? Complexity-wise, easy, hard mm -hmm. to learn. I, 
I want to say it was easy to learn, but I think there were a few parts that were a little bit tricky to to kind of master. Considering you have to learn your part and the other player's not doing the same thing. And it's a big deal to know what the other player can and can't do. So right. you can anticipate and you don't fall into a trap, right? So it kind of felt like an a lot of information to process at first. A little bit because you you had you did have to know, and the, each guardian's different. The fox and are always going to play the same. The only difference is you have a different leader, and mm-hmm. so once you play the game, the fox and are really easy to learn because you know how how many rogues and what the archers do and, and what the knights do. Every card I think tells you exactly what that fox and character can do. Right. So it's right there for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the only difference is the leader, which gives you some kind of different bonus or a benefit throughout the game, but it's not drastic enough mm-hmm. where. Oh no, I have to relearn how to play the fox, and it's about the same. And even as playing as the guardian character, as long as you played the fox in at least once or played against the fox in, it's not a big deal. Yeah. The big deal is the guardian, because that changed pretty dramatically from game to game. Like extremely right. dramatically. Yes. Not one guardian plays the same. Every single guardian is unique in the way it plays, in its goal, all of that kind of stuff. Its cards are different. And even its board is different. And mm-hmm. even the board makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So you think it maybe it was a little overwhelming maybe to learn the game at first? A little bit, yeah. Because I kind of, since it's just a two-player game, in my mind I assumed that it would be simpler, but it wasn't. No, it, it definitely wasn't as simple as it seemed. Even reading yeah. through the rule book, it seemed, oh, this is really simple. Then we start to play and you're like, huh, well, what about this? Or what right. about this? And there's a lot of clarification type stuff where... The rules were a little ambiguous, mm-hmm. and I had a f- how many times in our multiple gameplays did I have to go on the BGG forums? And, right, and the de- so, thankfully the developer was answering the questions. But I did watch that video. But then when we played another night, I read the rule book before we played, and so just to refresh my memory. But even then, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. There are quite a few little things to remember the, that you can use to your advantage that are not necessarily printed on your character sheet. So when we play each other, the guardian and the leader have a special card that they can give to the other player so they can see all the actions that are available for the other player, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. There's even little things such as if at the end of your turn when you go to draw cards up to your hand limit, if you're already above your hand limit or at, you can draw a card. And so you can really game that kind of system a little bit to, I'm going to do a sacrifice on this right. turn to draw, you know, discard and draw my cards, which is a prepare action. Then they have a bunch of cards for next turn mm-hmm. and give you a little more options and variety. It's little things like that that aren't printed anywhere. Right. I don't, there, honestly, I, mean the, I don't know if I knew that the first game or the second game. Maybe I knew and I don't know. Yeah. I didn't start utilizing it a lot until the third time we As played. a guardian, you almost have to. Yeah. Yes. But there's just things like that. Realizing that we can spend the your action cubes to get a free action. What's yeah. that free action actually entail? It's not really laid out terribly well in the rule book, and I had to get a little conf- clarification on it. And it's just those little things that are not printed anywhere. On your board that you get, it prints out all the actions, but it doesn't necessarily go into some of those details. So it's a little fiddly a little bit mm-hmm. that it seems very simple when you read the rule book. The rule book's not even very long. Right. In fact, there's a lot of pictures and it's just kind of filled with fluff. Mm-hmm. But when you go to play it, it's, it's a lot more complicated than it feels like. I don't I don't know if that's hard to explain, but that's my initial feeling. And it kind of sounded like you felt the same way. Yes, I did feel that way. Now, when we opened the box and we started to set up, initial thoughts with components. Oh, so cool. <laughs> 
elaborate a little bit more. It's really cool. The guardian mat board that goes along with the player board is great artwork. Amazing. And um, it's like, I don't know. It's like eight to 10 inches mm-hmm. in, in, in height. It's a fairly big guardians. Mm-hmm. And they look really cool. The artwork on them. Yeah, it's amazing. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of cartoony-ish. But I don't know. It's, it definitely has kind a style. Of, but not really. Yeah. It definitely has a distinct style. Also in the box, each guardian has its own card box or little. It has its own tuck box. Like tuck hard box. Tuck, tuck box. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Yes. And which has its components. So some of the mm-hmm. characters have other wooden pieces such as that tentacle dude Thantos or Tanthos. 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 He has those tentacles. So there's all these wooden the- Roots. I think they're tentacles. But it says in in the book and on the cards, roots. Because they're like growing up through the ground. Sure, but they really look like tentacles. It does look like like an octopus. octopus Yes, it does, but it's supposed to be tree roots. Whatever. We're in the woodlands. (laughs) Either way, there's like seven of these wooden... Uh, pieces plus yes. heat plus there's a big wooden and all of the guardians are chunky and big on the board and then it also has its own board that is in the same shape with the exact mm-hmm. same artwork of the guardian and each guardian and the fox and have their own player deck which is really nice and the artwork on these cards yeah the artwork on the fox is amazing i think i agree but the artwork on those guardian cards are really yeah, funny they are really funny so uh, <laughs> for example one of the characters i think it's a poda or whatever his face is he has an action that can stab guys yeah and so he can stab guys that are corner to corner spaces and so on the card uh these cards have uh top and bottom so it has two actions or multiple and actions you get to on choose it. which action Right. And so on the stab action, though, it shows a picture of and because he's he's like a centipede type get, mm-hmm. insectoid type guardian that has these pinchers and stuff. Anyway, they can stab guys. And so on the picture, it shows his pincher, whatever you want to call it stabbing one of the foxen meeples. So like, like the wooden meeple. Yeah, that's on the, the picture is the mm-hmm. wooden meeple that has this like face like ah and yeah, there's like, like ah! a there's like a thing sticking out of its chest. I know it sounds kind of and like the dark, um, but it's hilarious. The Tanthos one, the octopus one can like shock them and it's like all like lit They're up like, like lightning. And on the apoda, there's a sizzle and it shows the meeple that's like melted into yes. this goo with just its ears and eyes. Like, mm-hmm. show- I know it sounds dark, but it's done in a cartoony kind yeah. of funny way. It makes it fun. Uh, but those are the little touches that mm-hmm. when you pull out this and you start looking at cards, you're like, this is hilarious. And yeah. It adds so much character and it's just fun to look at. There's mm-hmm. so many of those little details that if you're just playing the game really quick, you, it's easy to miss. But when you stop to look at it, you're like, wow, this, this is a nice little It's very touch. thematic. Like it, it all goes together. And I even like on the Fox and little meeple, wooden meeples, each one has a little symbol on it that matches an exact card for that fox then oh yeah that's so there's very specific characters like boots (laughs) (laughs) okay there's three rogues in the deck and one of them has a symbol of boots and so we're it became a joke about boots because the last game we played boots was just devastating emily's guardian and so 
So every single time he brought boots out, I was like, I'm going to get him. <laughs> she did. She like targeted boots. And so I intentionally didn't put my power cubes on boots because I know she was just going to go after them. That boots. I don't know. Uh, He's he, driving me crazy. It was funny. Those rogues are nasty to work with. But no, yeah. that, that was a nice touch. But that's a prime example where the rule book doesn't explicitly say, hey, there's a symbol for each one of these. So our exactly. first game, I mean, how are you supposed out. to realize which were, oh, yeah. there's a symbol. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. But yeah, it's intuitive after you think about it and play a game, but it doesn't tell you, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, components are fantastic. Custom insert for all the five mm-hmm. decks. You don't have to unwrap and shrink any components or cards. They're all just in each box and baggy. So you don't have to separate any of it. You don't have to punch out anything. All the guardians are already punched out in the box. The board for the squares where our meeples reside on, it's all punched. Everything's punched. You don't have to. There's no assembly. Mm -hmm. There's no punching out. There's no stickering. There's no, I have to pull all the cards and sort them. It's all just ready to play out of the box. It's easy to set up. And that was the first thing we noticed after reading the book. It took me two minutes, yeah, if even, to mm-hmm. set up the first game. Super yeah. easy. Because whenever we play a new game, it's always like, okay, well, we got to punch it all out. And I said spilling beer on myself. <laughs> we got to punch it all out and get all the cards unwrapped, then figure out which what goes where and... All that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a headache. This game... It takes a lot of time. You want, Unshrinking it is harder than <laughs> setting it up. You know, you have to like... Yeah. I'm always like trying to scratch at the seam anyway, uh. without messing with the box. Anyway, so yes, uh, rules, simple, but a little more complicated and maybe a little fiddly. Mm-hmm. Components, great, easy to set up, and looks gr- fantastic on the table when you oh, set yeah. it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, gameplay, fairly easy. Mm-hmm. You only get a couple actions. You only have a few cards in your hand. It's asymmetric. Foxen have different actions mm-hmm. than obviously the Guardian. And you're really just trying to figure out how to play to your strengths and how to outwit and outmaneuver the other person. I mean, that's basically the game. That's the game. It's almost mm-hmm. ta- a very tactical game. A lot more tactical than I thought it was going to be. One of those mm-hmm. games where it's kind of cat and mouse. Because that yeah. Guardian is way more powerful than the Foxen. But you, you can get like... And it's really easy to do. The deck is not very big. Right. And there's 10, 12 different of those characters. So two archers, three knights, three rogues. There's Your 10. Leader. There's 10 plus the, the one. There's 10 foxen you can put out in the map, which is a lot of foxen. They can do mm-hmm. a lot of damage. And you have one guardian. It seems kind of unfair. And it's easy to get those guys out. Even when you kill them, it's... A couple yeah. turns later, you reshuffle and the, the guy comes, the, there right. comes the rogue that you just killed. Boots is out again. Exactly. And so it's a very tactical type of game where you really have to figure out where the weak spots are on mm-hmm. the fly. And I would call that strategy, but it does feel a little more tactical than mm-hmm. strategy. I mean, obviously there's strategy to it, but very tactical. So when when we were playing the game, is that kind of the impression that you got? Or what yeah, was your feeling of it? Yeah, that's definitely how I felt. Like it, it did kind of had like a chess feel a little bit. Or I think that there was strategy, <laughs> strategy involved. I think you had to plan. Well, as a guardian, I felt like you had to plan ahead a little bit. Because I agree. when it, on the guardian's cards, you would only get maybe a mend, which is like a heal action, maybe once in your whole deck sure, or twice. And it depends on the guardian, and you can use those action cubes. Right. Uh, they, uh, the ones we played, I think all the guardians except for the starting one get an action cube, mm-hmm. and they allow you to play any of the actions. That could be a move or mend or whatever the special actions are. 
it, I don't know if we hit on it, but really the Fox and what they're doing is trying to jump on the Guardian. So they have to go into the square that the Guardian is, which can be very dangerous. And then they have to leap onto the Guardian and there's mm-hmm. their starting spots at the bottom of the Guardian board, which again, is the shape of the Guardian. And they're trying to climb or leap is the mm-hmm. term and to different spots on their body, which all associate with those actions. So for example, on a POTA, there was a, there was the stab action. Well, on the board where all those little pinchers are, there was this, that was the stab uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. And But they only had one health in that case. And so you just had to leap up to the stab, yeah. melee it, and then you disabled it. And so if you got all the stabs damaged with those hearts, then now I can't use the stab anymore as the right. guardian. Yeah. So that's what you're kind of referencing to is that the the Foxen can be strategic by disabling fo- focusing on certain ones mm-hmm. so then they can change their tactics on on the board because some of those abilities if you get even close you're just going to get wrecked by the guardian. And so right. you can target Right. Those abilities to disable them so then you can move in closer and try to finish off the kill. Yeah, you can target like I can't heal or or like the guardian can't heal or the guardian can't stab or the guardian well on the Tanto Tanthos one they couldn't burrow or wait no yeah burrow burrow which was the only way it could win other than killing the leader I think that was a different one though so you couldn't burrow which was the primary objective is exactly. to burrow and That's use all those tentacles That's how you win Yeah there's different ways to win but you really have to think about it and depending on what characters are mm-hmm. on you if you're playing the guardian or if yeah. you're fox and how you're going to approach to get on right that. there's very much a take two steps forward and or take one step forward two steps back like a constant it's very cat and mouse yes yeah is, is how i would put it mm-hmm. i agree and so it seems very straightforward it's cartoony but it has this level of where we're just back and forth mm-hmm. i'm going to try a few tactics you're going to try to counter it i'm going to mm-hmm. try a couple more tactics you're going to counter it we might then kind of muster up forces and prepare for another uh, offensive or defensive and that's how this whole game goes it's, right. it's very on the edge you don't know who's going to win it's very close the whole game very close yeah you just don't know right I never felt like I was winning. Yeah, I mean, both. it feels stressful the whole time. We're like, ah, is she Mm going to come in or is she not? But that's how this game plays. All right, so in-game, you know, you finish up. It There's no victory points. It's basically you die or not die as the Guardian. There's some special objectives per each Guardian. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the fox just has to kill it, which you have to disable right. and kill all the spots on the, yeah. the guardian. On on their board. All of their abilities. You have to disable all of them. So that's basically the game. It's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a forty minute game. I think that's about right, maybe forty yeah. to an hour. I think some on. of ours were shorter than that. Some of them were longer. Yep. And we we both played as a fox and we both played mm-hmm. as a guardian. We played all the guardians but the one. We didn't get to it. We ran out of time. So we, I think we played this four or five times. We um switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. We just haven't played the flying one, which is the oh, yes. hardest one. Yeah, we haven't tried that one. That yet. one's unique because it can launch up in the air and not be on the board. And it, it looks it's interesting. Um so we've basically played all the guardians. I know after we played the first game, and I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. it was a little, we're not sure what to think about the game after our yeah. first gameplay because we played the suggested setup and it was so lopsided to the fox and it wasn't even crazy. It, was, it, I it mean, wasn't even crazy. It, was, it wasn't yeah. terribly interesting, so we're right. not sure. So we played different guardians. We switched both guardian and fox and both of us mm-hmm. just to see how it is. What's your impressions now that we played multiple guardians and you played both fox and and guardians? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I really want to like this game. I just don't. It's not my. It's not one of my favorite games, but I do enjoy playing it. I just have to be in the right kind of mood. I don't think this is necessarily your type of yeah, game. Yeah, I'm not a really tactical, strategic like, game player. We, we've, play, we've played Santorini, for example. This kind of gives me a Santorini-type feel, mm-hmm. and you didn't like that game. I really enjoyed the game, but... I don't remember. I played it once. I think we played a couple games of it. Oh. But it's kind of the stress feel. It's very tactical. Mm-hmm. It's very simplistic-esque. Mm-hmm. But you're having to think multiple turns ahead and really set up and 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 really... You have to kind of create traps for people and kind of force the other player's hand to take right. advantage and win the game. Yeah. In my experience, those kind of games you don't really necessarily enjoy. <laughs> Which is okay. I mean, right. this game might not be for everybody, but you know, you may like it. I think I just want to bring this to work and, and try playing this with Corey or some other people just to see what they think about it too. It might change mm-hmm. a little bit, but I, I do, I think I do enjoy it a lot more after our first play. A- after playing these other Guardians and playing some of the different leaders, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed it more. I really like the theme of it. And so I would play it because of that. It's it's so cute and mm-hmm. very thematic. It yeah. looks so cool. So uh, that's basically the overview of the game as we play through it. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. So what would be the strengths that you would give this game? Um, the art and the theme is definitely a strength for the game. I love how it looks on the table. I love how it goes in the box. They that each player plays their own game, like the asymmetry of it. Um, I love that it's a two-player game, and it, like once you learn how to play the game, you play it th- through a few times. It could be a quick gameplay, absolutely, which is really nice to have in your back pocket. Absolutely, uh, my strengths are asymmetry. I love asymmetry to games. It's hard to do in practice, but I think this game does it fairly well. Other than maybe that starting matchup, mm-hmm. and maybe we just didn't play it right because it was our first game. Maybe if we went back, it would be a little more balanced. Maybe. Yeah, just know when you play it the first time, you might not like the first Guardian. Yes, but the other ones would be a little more complicated to start in, too. So I I can see both sides of it. Mm -hmm. But the asymmetry, I love that. I love asymmetric games. It's very interesting to me, and it it makes the game fresh. Because even if you play as one side, and then on another game you play as the other side, the game feels fresh and new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really cool that you can take that knowledge of what the the other side's doing to expound on your tactics and strategy for then on future games. Right. It's it's really interesting to me. I really like that. Yeah, each time you play, you can play a different strategy, and, and I do like that, that it feels different every single time. Yeah, each Guardian is completely different, mm-hmm. so you can't even play. Even right. from the Fox and can approach the Guardian yeah. the same way. Mm-hmm. Component quality, top oh. notch. The, oh, yeah. The board with the Guardian on the sideboard is so cool. The table presence on this game is off the chart. Those those screen-printed wooden meeples for the Foxen, mm-hmm. Foxen where they have the, the facial features and the different colors, they match the characters, the rogue, the, mm-hmm. the knight, the archers. Really like that. The Even the big, huge wooden meeple, I don't even know if meeple is the right word, but the character piece for the Guardian mm-hmm. looks really cool, and it's in yeah. a custom shape with the Guardian board yeah. and the artwork on top of it. And then even the tuck boxes in the box that all have their sp- special spot, mm-hmm. everything just goes together so very well. And I, I love how the meeples can literally leap onto the Guardian and move up it. Like, it feels so... 
Yeah, the satisfying unique, unique gameplay, and that was mm-hmm. one of my other ones here. Is the unique mechanics on this? The the whole idea is that there's this monster that you're climbing on and and fighting, and you have the ability to disable the other guardian. Where some of these guardian mechanics and actions are super strong, super mm-hmm. super strong, but you have the ability to disable them and and throw all your might at and your wave. Yeah, they might kill you, but ooh, you just disable this now. You can get him back in the fight here, and now you have another wave of, of guys to come up and and approach the enemy a different way because you disabled that ability. I really like that. Adds to a lot of tactics and strategy. And even as the guardian, it just it feels crazy. You're walking through and you have all these little foxes hanging yeah. off you, and you're you're throwing them off and you and you're, you're stabbing, you're them. stabbing and you're stomp, shocking, you're stop stomping Pulling them in with your roots. You're sizzling them with acid. It's so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's really fun. I know it sounds kind of morbid, but it, it's crazy. But they make it so cute. <laughs> they do, and that, that that leads me to the last one is the art. The art on this is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Just top notch, very thematic from the whole, from the rule book to the cover, to the guardians, Mm -hmm. to the cards, everything just fits together. You feel that it's in the same universe. The theme really pulls you in. And again, the table presence is, is, is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's one of those games that you walk by and you see somebody playing, you're like, what is this? Oh yeah. Just that guardian board alone Mm -hmm. is amazing. Yeah. So that was my, my strengths for this game weaknesses emily what were were your weaknesses for this when i played the guardians i felt like i ran out of things to do like if you didn't get the right card then you were kind of out of luck for that turn like the mend or so then if one of your abilities gets cut off and you can't mend it then what are you supposed to do yeah there's for that turn like sure there's a couple times where I might have a handful of stab cards and I can't even stab them. Exactly. Like, and then you spend like a bunch of turns trying to draw more cards. Yeah. There's some weird lulls. Obviously Mm -hmm. with the hand limit and the play limit is to bounce because those guardians are super powerful. Mm -hmm. They can one shot the fox. Right. But sometimes depending on how you draw and the cards and the order they come out with, you could just be uh, sitting here stuck. Right. Yeah. Yep. I agree. One of my weaknesses was the balance. Uh, This is minor. It's hard to say balance and complain about balance when you've only played a game four or five times. Right. And so I don't want to make this a huge concern. It's just something I noticed with that first character that the suggested setup didn't seem balanced. Mm -hmm. Now, I think we need to go back and replay it after we were intimately familiar with all the characters and what they can do. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's different. I was reading on BGG some other reviews and people talking about it, and some people said it was really close, that first one. So, And then some people said it was more unbalanced towards mm-hmm. Foxen, which is what we kind of thought. Right. Um, because basically as a fox and I ran up on you and just yes. disabled the one that allows you to throw me off of, and literally you could do nothing more. Yeah. On your turn, I just sat on there. Uh, the, the starting character doesn't have those cube abilities, the cube. Yeah. Which the cube on your turn for not only do you get two actions usually, but you can use the cube as a free action. Mm-hmm. The first guardian doesn't have it. And so it goes back to your weakness where you really have to cycle through your deck. And there's literally only two min cards right. in your whole deck. And if you do it right, you can just have the fox and character can just sit and camp on your mm-hmm. guy. And, and so, then it's pretty much just like a waiting for you to just right. disable so, so everything. Even, so even if you mend the one where you can throw the guy off, you can only throw one guy off. Right, yeah. And, and I have multiple dudes on you with my rogues, which can stack up to two, ac- 
two cubes on it. Mm-hmm. So my rogues can leap from, they have a special ability where you can leap anywhere on the guardian. Opposed to the other ones, there's dotted lines you have to follow. It's kind of progressive. But the rogues can just jump from anywhere to anywhere yeah, and they can use the action cubes to do it. boots. <laughs> so it makes it impossible. It made it really hard to do. You could just lock it down with a couple rogues filled up with cubes, which are really easy to get because the fox and deck has yeah. multiple cards that mm-hmm. gives you two cubes per card. And so I would say that one of the weaknesses is possibly balancing, but the other guardians I felt were way more balanced and more unique, and it was a lot harder to do. They had more options on their cards as well. The last thing is I'm going to say stalemates. Uh, Once we got a couple games in, once we started getting to the other guardians, I felt that whole cat and mouse thing really drug on. Mm -hmm. I, I would get a little ground made up and then you would, you would get a nice combo where you would mend and then, shock all my guys off you and then you got a couple turns while I tried to move up because I wasn't getting many movement cards and then you would mend and it just felt like we just kept taking the same four turns over and over again and not making neither of us making progress. Yeah. You tried to get the tentacles out there, I would just archer them out. Mm-hmm. You would try to kill my archer and I would just put them right back in. Yeah. So like I would put my tentacles out and then you would kill them, you'd get your guys out and I'd kill you and it was just... And so I had to take a bold move. I ended up just taking a really bold move, and that's how I ended up taking you out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was hit or miss. There was a couple times where you definitely could have won if you had the right combo of cards. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, I was literally one action short of going in and winning. Yep. And so I had to change my strategy, and that helped for a little bit. But again, it was a stalemate. I really prevented you from doing anything. So you weren't really doing anything, but I couldn't do anything because every time I got yeah. on you, you'd just, oh, I'm going to mend shock and mm-hmm. kill all my go- my rogues. Well, to get the knights in there, I needed more movement because they don't get the cubes to do multiple movement, but I didn't have enough movement cards to do that when I got into your... It, it yeah. just felt a little clunky and stalematey. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I... I it's just, if you learn the game, I just some of these maybe combos is a little harder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I, I definitely need to play more games, and I want to play with other people, too, and some different leaders. We played with a few of the leaders, not mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. But the leader I played with, I think objectively is the best, because I could just spin cubes to pull a card from the yeah. discard pile back in my deck. So even when you killed a dude, I just, okay, I'll spend a cube. Right. Which I kept him full, because I... Even my two cards, I would just spend a cube to get my two card, then play mm-hmm. the two card to get two cubes, yeah. which is a net one. So it was a guaranteed I can keep him filled, and then I would just keep pulling my, my guys back that I needed. Yeah. It was annoying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think if I had him, I probably would have won, but he, that leader alone, I think won for me. But anyway, so that goes down that stalemate. Maybe the game could drag out a little longer if you're playing with two experienced players or maybe we're not playing optimally. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Who knows? Okay, so let's wrap this up and talk about our conclusion. So, Emily, what would be your conclusion for this game? Um, I would, I'm kind of stuck between very good and good. I, I would like to play it more. I would play it. I would suggest it to play it with you. And I'm usually willing to play it. But it's definitely not my favorite. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to put it as good. It's, it's yeah. better than fair. Just from the components and artwork mm-hmm. and yeah. the mechanics and the uniqueness, it's better than fair. I'm going to stick it as good that I'm willing to play it, usually willing to play it. I think my negatives kind of, my weaknesses for it outweighed the good. And it, it might Your be- Your weaknesses l- outweigh the good? The weaknesses outweighed the strengths, I would say. Oh, okay. The strengths were more about the aesthetics and how it looked. 
Yes. My weaknesses mm-hmm. were really about how the game played a little bit. Right. I don't know. I, I think I need to play it more, play it with some more people, see if maybe it's just because we play so many games together, maybe playing with Corey, who thinks always completely different than I do. Mm-hmm. And games always seem to play a little different when I play with Corey than when I play with you and even mm-hmm. other friends. Maybe it changes. Maybe it's a little more different competitive or lops. I don't know. Maybe it is a little more. Yeah. I don't know. I really wanted to love this game. Yeah, I, I really did want it. To, it I looks really so want to good. Love it. Yeah, it is. It's so cool looking, but I'm just going to set, set it at good. I, I think I yeah. think that's the right place for it. Maybe it'll change, but I, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion after five games of this that right. probably not. We we have one guardian left that we haven't played. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. That was uh, Skull Colo. Check it out on Instagram. We put we put po- yeah. pictures of it, I think, last week, maybe the week before. And I am the one that bought it, but I don't remember exactly how much it was, but I don't think it was a lot. No, I don't think it was a lot either. So, I mean, it, it could be a good filler game to pick up, or if you're like a couple looking for something added. Stay at home date night. Yeah, it's a longer filler game. I mean, a filler game I would say is 15, 20 minutes. Okay. It's 45 minutes or so. But well, yeah. yeah. It's but I'm a, just saying. It's, just, it, it's, a, it's a different type of two player game. So a lot of the two player games we play is not right. this type of game. Yeah. But if you are a couple at home that has to stay home with their kids a lot, it might be a nice one to have on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, not not a bad one to add to the collection. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that was Skulk Hollow. Okay, this week's love and hate. Emily, I'm going to go first because, uh, well, you'll see here in a second. My love, the Chiefs, are Super Bowl champions. Woohoo! <laughs> I know this might, when you're hearing this, is going to be a week late. Uh, yes. About, because when Chris and I recorded the other episode that came out the day after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, we didn't know who obviously was going right. to win. And now we're past, oh, we know. We're post the Super Bowl. Yes. And we got to watch the Chiefs win. Oh my word. It was awesome. So, oh, so good. It was awesome. So excited. It just felt yeah. really surreal watching mm-hmm. the Chiefs play and win in the Super Bowl. It was just weird. Like Yeah, and then they were behind. They came back to win. I told you. I I told Emily second quarter, I'm like, don't count them oh, out. Oh, I know. I know. I just I said the same thing. But it was awesome. We won. It was fantastic. All these years, 34 years of following the following the Chiefs and just being disappointed and disappointed. And if you haven't caught on this far, I'm a huge football guy. I love watching football. I love what? football and following this football. Is brand new information. <laughs> For such like a nerd and geek I am. Uh, I know, to I be know. that into football, I know it's it's kind of funny actually how much I'm into football. But I'm I'm like one of the most on the athletic people ever, and uh, again, just you are a super fan. It's it's true. I I kind of take my fandom a little extreme. It's true. So uh, good times. That's I was, for I think another I was, day. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I don't watch Nebraska games with other people. Yes. Um, and I have to really restrain myself when I'm at games, unless it's the Iowa game. I apologize for every pity who sits around me at those games, but man, I hate Iowa guys. There are, d- there are days where I'm glad that there's three hours between <laughs> Lincoln and <laughs> driving home. <Des> <laughs> uh, anyway, so super excited. Uh, it was, it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. The only thing that I wish would have been a little better is my, my dad, who's also a lifelong cheese fan. Uh, i.e. why 
I'm a Chiefs fan. You know, we grew up watching mm-hmm. Chiefs games all together and being disappointed all those years that they lost in the playoffs. Uh, he had he had scheduled vacation yeah. for that same day. They left that Sunday morning for Arizona, and uh, this was obviously a while ago, not be- obvious before the Super yeah. Bowl, and then they just happened to win the Super Bowl, and so it just. It wasn't the same watching the game without him. It would have been awesome to watch the Super Bowl and watch him win together. But we were texting and it was fun. It just wasn't the same to be able to be in the same room and high five each other and yell. And I don't know why I need to go on vacation. I know. (laughs) If it was Nebraska, I think you would have canceled vacation, I think. I don't know. I don't think your mom would have gone for that. (laughs) We'll see, maybe. Hopefully, (laughs) one day. Anyway, so that's my love for this week. Um, I guess last week, this week, whatever. It's always weird being off a week from recording, mm-hmm. but fantastic. Yeah. It was so much fun. It's the same week of my birthday, so it was probably one of the best birthday gifts I got. No offense, Emily, but you've got oh, a lot of good gosh. gifts. Uh, <laughs> All right. What was your love this week? My love is games that are made for just two players. After researching a whole bunch of two-player games, I really like that um, just two-player game. Or even plays well with two players. Yes. Not necessarily designed just for two players, right? Because quite a few of the games you got me plays more that than two players. That is true. Yeah. Actually, most of the games you got me only right. plays more than two. I think you only got me two games that actually, maybe, yeah. Well, lost. Watergate's a two-player game. Skull Call's a two-player game. Shards of, of Infinite, Shards of Infinity? It's a multiplayer game. Oh, okay. Even the Lost Cities card game is more than, or the, the Rivals is more than right. a two-player game. So games that are made for two players or games that play really well at two players. And that's a big asterisk right there because not a lot of games. Exactly. They don't play very well at two players. Yes. So that is my love. I love having games that we can play together, just you and me, because when you have young kids, you're stuck at home all the time. That's definitely been a struggle as we've been playing more games, especially for the podcast. Yeah. I I found it. We have some friends that are really into board games, but we all have. Have, we all have kids. Have kids. It's really hard. That are not old enough to stay by themselves. Or if you're playing there, they're going to constantly interrupt. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Corey. For <laughs> Corey knows. has been a champ. He has been a champ because Denver just sits down here and is always asking us look, to look, 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 look. 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 <laughs> it's a struggle. True story. But I, I'm with you. So to have a really good game and have a great game experience that you can do after you put the kids to bed. Yeah. Fantastic. A stay-at-home date night. That's basically what we do all the time. So at this point, with the games we've played and our given collection, we have your favorite two-player game that we Hmm. played. I don't... Well, we just played Concordia, and that was so good. I mean, we've played a bunch of other games that play two players. I know. Is that your current favorite game to play? That's my current favorite. I don't know. Empires of the North was really fun. That was a good game. Uh, Oh, I'm just looking around. Scythe was... Rise of Finneris was so fun. That wasn't bad. I, I, I haven't played that game more than... I think the, all, the highest player count I've played with that game is two players, actually. Scythe? I really want to play a four or oh. five player game. Corey, in between... No, we're going to play this pandemic first. Well, in between season one, when we finish season one, before we start season two, Corey's coming over playing Scythe. <laughs> uh, sorry, Corey. I guess you've been at least telling you what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Um, oh, but Century Spice Road's really good, too. Yeah, I, I actually, I played it a lot, two players and three players and four players and five players. We talked about it last week. Right. I, I really enjoy that three to four player yeah. count on that, actually. Drop it. 
Dropit's like really good at two players. That's a good two player game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good at any pl- at player count. But if I was going to play any game right now that we've played that plays well at two players, Concordia right now is the top of my right. mind. Right. Yeah. Me too. For yeah, sure. That's what I would say. Obviously, I said it first. So <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean for it to come out. All right, then. <laughs> Duelistor Island was really fun as well. Duelistor Island was really good. I if but you after, look, after playing Duel, Dinosaur Island though, Dinosaur Island's so much better. But that is true Duel, for two players. But two players. And if you want a quicker game, because yeah. Dinosaur Island takes forever to set up. There's so many pieces with that game. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like here's another board, and here's another board, and here's another board, and here's <laughs> another board, and you get a board, and you get a board, and then you get a deck of cards, and deck of cards, and cards, and cards, and, and cards, and tokens, and tokens. Every like turn takes forever. Oh because my word. There's so much stuff to Each do. Each round, there's so much stuff to do. But it's so good. It's so good. It's so fun. For a game that complained about setting up and how how many things there are, it is actually a fantastic game. It's been a while since we played. It has. Uh, we haven't played it this year, so. Oh, but that's it, so clever. It just keeps going back and forth. <laughs> I don't to know. Play. It's so hard to choose one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It should be fun at the end of the year when we do our, our best of oh, games gosh. of 2020. How and one of the gonna, categories is going to be two-player games. How am I going to do it? I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be fun. It's really hard to do them, the, make those lists. Oh, I'm sure. It's so conflicting. You're like, wow, I love this game. I know uh, I love this game. It's hard. All right. Hates this week. Uh, uh, I'll let you go first because I'm going to go on a rant this week. Uh, what's your hate this week? My hate is taxes <laughs> slash book work. For, okay. I own my own business. And there's all these QuickBooks and bookkeeping I have to do, which is not my strong suit. And it would help if I stayed on top of it. And every year I say, I'm going to stay on top of it this year. And then come (laughs) September, when I get super busy, it just goes by the wayside. So on Friday night, we couldn't play Woo. we couldn't play games because I had to do tax like get my QuickBooks ready for taxes for like I don't know 3 or 4 hours. Yeah, it was like the whole night. It took forever. It was so annoying cuz all I wanted to do was be done and play games and not have to worry about that. Good times. Yeah, so that's my hate this week. Bookkeeping. That's, that's a good that's taxes. a good hate, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that you know, you start a business that I think you know that you have to do, but then when you actually do it, you just it, don't uh, know how much work it's going to be. Administrative stuff. For, oh, it for takes it takes way or... way more hours than I think it's going to. Well, you get to be your own boss, though. That is true. I don't know. All give right. and take. My hate this week, and bear with me. Oh gosh, uh, here we go. You can, I'm just going to preface this that there are bookmarks that I put on the podcast. There are timestamps here in the description, so if this does not interest you at all... If you do not care... Definitely skip to the outro, because that's what the next thing is. Feel free. Between right now and the outro, which I don't know how many minutes, feel free to skip it, but hang in here with me if maybe What are you going to be talking about? Okay, so my hate this week, before you skip here, is Warcraft 3 Reforged. Okay, go ahead and skip now. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to skip... <laughs> Okay. I'm just joking. I'm going to preface this so if you're still listening but you don't know what it is, or maybe you don't know what the controversy or what's going on. Okay. So Warcraft 3 is a PC game that came out in 2002. It is the third installment in the Warcraft series. It's a 
a strategy. Uh, it's a real-time strategy game, and essentially, it's set in the world of Warcraft, where it's you know it's top-down. These are what RTS is a real-time strategy game. So you have these resources, you build these towns that produce guys and resources, and then you're trying to attack and defeat. and And it's a top-down. You you know you click guys and move them, and they all have special abilities and different units. It's a very tactical game. It's it was a fantastic game that came out in 2002. It was had some unique things that not other RTSs did. RTSs were super huge in the late 90s and early 2000s and kind of have dropped out, dropped down since then. That's a side note. That's on. That's unfortunate. Anyway. Okay, boomer. Not a boomer. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm te- actually a millennial. I'm technically. just teasing you. We're like on that sweet edge of millennials. I know. Anywho, um, so Blizzard, the people who who made all the Warcraft yes. games and whatnot, they announced two years ago Warcraft 3 Reforged. So what they were doing is taking this 2002 game Warcraft 3 and they were going to update it. Better graphics, new cutscenes. They were going to change some of the maps in the campaign to actually match what World of Warcraft done. So World of Warcraft is a game that's been out since 2004. It's a MMORPG. It's, it's, it's expanded the lore and changed a lot of things. And so Warcraft 3 it has a very close tie-in with the lore and character. Heck, the characters in Warcraft 3 are in throughout all World of Warcraft. And so they were going to remake the maps to align with World of Warcraft so everything was the same and, and, and it was going to be really cool and exciting and they showed off some demos at BlizzCon which is their big convention and it looked awesome and it kind of was living up to the hype that they were talked about and then they were kind of silent for a whole year of development and it was two weeks before the release date and they then announced that it was going to be delayed. That was all the news we had and then it just came out on January 30th. That was the delayed date and it came out oh so it has come out now yeah it just came out okay. like five days ago or six days ago like last week it came okay. out <laughs> so here here's the thing a couple mm-hmm. things so they redid this and they promised all they literally promised two more hours i think they said even maybe four hours of cinematics like new cinematics because this was made in 2002 games and those cinematics looked like crap yeah uh, compared to now mm-hmm. it was really cool for the time but crap they were going to remake all those redo all the campaign the models new ui like user interface they're going to revamp all these modes and gameplay modes and all this stuff they promised all this, this is what it's going to do so when it released there's a couple problems. One, if you had the original Warcraft 3 game, not the Reforged, the original Warcraft 3 game, which I do have, there was still a huge community. 18 years later, st- people are still playing online. The cool thing about this game, and, and what's actually spawned things, I'm going to give you a little history lesson here, is people could create custom maps and custom gameplay. So people literally can program new gameplay, new things into the game. And so maybe you've heard a, a game called uh, League of Legends or Dota, these are type of games, these Defense of the Ancients, these League of Legends, those gameplay actually came from Warcraft 3. Somebody made a custom map and gameplay that did that, and it got super popular. That League of Legends split off and created their own standalone Dota game, and then and then Steam or Valve made their own called Dota mm. 2, I think is what they called it, Dota 2. And then there's Heroes of the Storm. And then there's so many spinoffs of this format, how this game plays. And it's super popular. Tons of money. There's eSports leagues That came for Warcraft 3 from custom maps that somebody made. And there's so many other customs like Tower Defense. Tower Defense wasn't even really known before this. Tower Defense was something that really was, was invented here. Or at least expanded upon and became popular. 
So there's all of this community that people are still playing these these games on Warcraft 3 online, the original game, not the Reforged. When they released a Forged, Reforged, it force updated the original game and force you to play in now the new online, and they strip back and remove features from online that you couldn't even play. The custom maps are gone. The, the, the ladder play is gone. There's errors even logging in and playing. And then they changed the terms of agreement that if you create those custom games, Blizzard has full and sole ownership of those custom games that somebody else makes. So even if you didn't buy the Reforge, which is like a $30, $40 game, your Warcraft 3 now it's gone. The gameplay, the online community, those custom apps, just gone. And if you want to recreate them, Blizzard has full and sole property of your intellectual property that you create with custom game modes and stuff, probably because of the Dota stuff, uh, that they, they lost out a lot of money with that. But still, like, come on. So even if you don't want to buy Reforge, you're forced to, and there's all these bugs. So even playing Warcraft 3, the original one, people are losing their campaign. The people are losing their save progress. People were lost all their custom campaigns. So there's people creating the campaign in the game. They created custom campaigns, like expanded on it, all new universe, storyline, all of it gone. Completely gone. Even if you didn't buy Reforge, it's gone. You're forced to do it. You didn't have a choice in it. On top of it, so that sucks. On the Reforge side, even on their website right now, it says four and a half hours of new cinematic. They didn't do it. They cut it from their production. There is no new cinematics in the game, even though right now, if you go to the website to buy it, it says all new cinematics. And they have a video from the uh, from their BlizzCon demo of the new graphics and cutscene that got cut from the game. So if you went to buy it right now for 30 bucks, I think it is, or 40 bucks, that what they're showing on their website for advertisement on the buy page is not even in the game. They cut it. It's such a bait and switch, dirty, dirty move by Blizzard. They cut all these features they promised. The uh, graphical upgrades aren't really there. They didn't even, the whole scope of reformatting all the campaign, all these maps, not even there. They're, they they reforged a couple of the character models. They redid the UI, which I guess is completely junk and doesn't, doesn't even work, which if you had the original Warcraft 3, even if you didn't buy Reforged, you still have to go with this old, new UI that's total junk. They redid the character models, I guess, but it's all the same voice actors. There's no new dialogue. There's no new story elements. They redid a couple maps and that's it. And it's, they're charging like 30 or 40 bucks. And if you go right now to Warcraft 3 Reforged website and you read through all the features, and I'm doing this in quotes, features that are in the new in the game are not even in the game it's completely false advertisement blizzard should be extremely ashamed and all these people are not happy which i think it's false advertisement people tried to get a refund and they refused because they had gameplay on the game so not only did all the advertisements say hey this is all the stuff you get you go to play the game you're like wait this is not the stuff you promised then they turn around and ask for a refund because it's false advertising blizzard refused those refunds and outright banned people. They banned people on the forums for even bringing it up or trying to suggest how to get refunds on their forums. How dirty, dirty, dirty is that? That false advertising, bait and switch, and then you ban people from your forums? Come on. That is pathetic. Blizzard, you should be ashamed of yourself. Since Activision has taken over, now they're just a greedy corporation that Blizzard used to be this 
this company that really believed in value, believed in a good product, believed in good games, and believed in ha- and having that passion for games. You're as bad as EA. In fact, EA is actually owns them because they're part of Activision. You are what's bad with this industry. So that was my rant. You guys are terrible. It's it's just it's extremely disappointing. It's it I can't. And they even responded today. So after people were posting laws from their countries and states about hey, what you're doing is a completely illegal. Uh, they secretly opened a back door to get instant refunds to the game, but they didn't publicize it. And so it was the community that had to reach out and tell other people how to get refunds instantly. So you can do that now as of today. And they released a statement and they said, well, you know, we hear the feedback. We're sorry. It's not living up to what you expected. That's how they word it. It's like, are you kidding me? You go to your website and what you're promising and saying on the website, literally live right now, when you go to the buy page, the storefront on Blizzard's website, the buy this game, it promises all these features that are literally not in the game today. How that is not false advertising and illegal is beyond me. There's people talking about suing them for false advertisement because it is false advertisement. They promised all these things that got pre-orders and even released it, didn't apologize it, didn't it hasn't even addressed it. Mm-hmm. And how can you change a game that you've had for 18 years and completely burn it to the ground? The community for Warcraft 3 was so strong and you burned it to the ground without even the option of keeping it. If you didn't even buy the new game, your experience for the original is gone. It's gone. Right. That is pathetic. Yeah. I wouldn't be so worked up and mad if if they just left the original alone and it wasn't affected. Okay, whatever. You can choose to buy the Reforged. Whatever. If it's a piece of crap and it's not what you promised, that's fine. Whatever. But you affected and updated the original game. Now we have no option. I own the original game and I love it. I go back and play it every year. In fact, just a few months ago on our Thanksgiving break, I was going back and playing custom maps online and I was loving it. That's all gone. I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's pathetic. And who's going to want to go on there and build a custom map for Blizzard to own it? Right, that's terrible. Sorry, that was a really long rant. I did warning at the forefront, yet you could skip this. Uh, but uh, yeah, Blizzard is one of those companies I loved. I thought they were really good for so long, but with Activision, it's, they've become the stereotypical big corporation that is just for greed. Teach They treat their developers like crap, and they put up poor and crappy products and expect people to like it it's pathetic just absolutely pathetic it's it's unfortunate that i think it's the beginning of the end for what was a great company that put out solid products you might not have liked world of warcraft not your cup of tea but it was still a solid product with a really good experience that's just it's crap it's all it's all tarnished by a really crappy company so anyway that's my hate this week <laughs> all right let's go let's go ahead and move on to our conclusion all right let's go ahead i don't and, know how to conclude after that all right, let's go ahead thanks and, for stomping on all of my childhood dreams oh yeah like you played warcraft memories too. i played world of warcraft with you yeah i know for a while yeah, before i became a mom it's true when we had when i had time, time. <laughs> i don't know it's just really disappointing it's just yeah I, that's too bad it's it's a really crappy move it's too bad when something that you've loved then turns out they turn out to be terrible people why are they doing that to their loyal customers money grab that's how i feel about cable companies after after two years we're gonna raise your rates yeah i mean just want you to switch but right right it doesn't make any sense all right well we'll just wrap this up because we're going a little long sorry for my 10 minute rant but screw you blizzard 
All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. Sorry for my rant. I got a little worked up. Going out with a bang. I was. I'm so pissed at Blizzard. Oh man. We'll see if I keep all that in. If 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 you don't know, I'm referencing. Maybe I cut it out, but I'll probably just bleep stuff out. Sorry. Sorry for family and friends that are just get a little heated in, in my choice of of words. But yeah. Uh, it's just extremely disappointing. And Blizzard. Way to have some bad choices, Brian. Well, Blizzard made bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd rather play a board game. Screw you, Blizzard. Yeah. Me All too. right. Uh well anyway anyway, so that that was a fun episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there's that. Good games, other than Blizzard. Um no, I had a lot of fun. Thanks, Emily, for coming on. I really yeah, appreciate thanks for having it, me. As usual. Um we have a lot of games to play. So we do have a lot of games. I'm really to excited. Play. You got me Zolkian. Which is a pretty yes. cool game. It's a very, it's a little heavier Euro style game, but it has this big, like has wheels, like mm-hmm. gears that move on the board yeah. and adjust. Isn't it like the Mayan calendar or something like that? It does say the Mayan the calendar. Mayan calendar. <laughs> it literally says the Mayan calendar. <laughs> Go look it up. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's funny. Um, we got, you got the expansion for uh, Call to Adventure. So we got yep. the name of the wind, the name of the wind, which is Patrick Rothis. Because you've read that whole book, right? I've read both of them. Mm-hmm. I've still been waiting for like the last 10 years for the third yeah. book. That's never going to happen. He's no Brandon Sanderson. Okay? I don't know what to do with your anger right now. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just feisty. <laughs> feisty. Just get it Bring all out. Heat. Just uh, decompressing here. Well, I personally can't wait to get Watergate on the table. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that. And Shards of Infinity is a cool deck builder. Really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that looks like fun. I've never played Race for the Galaxy, oh, so I'm excited yeah. about that. Have you played Roll for the Galaxy? Yes. We've played that together. Okay. It's basically the same game with cards, essentially. Okay. All right. Well, we'll stop to play it. It's been a few years since I played Roll I really for the like Galaxy. it. It's fun. I, yeah. There's some interesting mechanics in the game. So, a lot of games we're going to be playing here in the next week that we get to talk about. So, we should have a, yeah. a lot I'm of cool excited. games coming your way that we'll be discussing and maybe suggesting. Hopefully, some of those are really good. I hope so. I hope <laughs> there's some hidden gems like Concordia <laughs> that was just sitting in front of our nose for over a year. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I need to wrap some more up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that about does episode 40. Thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Even after my tirade, we really appreciate you joining us. Uh, much yes, appreciated. We do appreciate it. Thank you for spending your time listening to us. Yeah. For it probably is going to be an hour and 15 now. Thanks to my rant. Uh, but definitely appreciate it. If there's any games that you want us to review or what we've talked about, feel free to give us any feedback or send us anything. Emily, where can you find us? We're on the face and the gram. And Twitter. Yeah. I always forget about Twitter. At Games We Play Pod. And our email address is gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Tune in next week. Tune in? I don't know. Catch us Tune next in, week. Listen in. Download. Stream. Our- Lean your ear in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're getting a little late and squirrely, apparently. Oh my gosh. I maybe it was your pants. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call it <laughs> watch out for episode 41 next week chris will be on there <laughs> at this point not sure what game we're gonna be reviewing but we'll be reviewing a game i'm sure we will be reviewing a game <laughs> i don't what else would you be reviewing warcraft 3 reports <laughs> oh gosh if you want to lose listeners <laughs> i'm hoping people can appreciate the feistiness and passion that i have that you bring to the table <laughs> that i bring to the, this week in and week out 
All right. Well, that'll wrap up this week. Please join us next week from the games we play. I'm Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.